it, baby! But here, I've met a lot of people and I've played some too. And there's one thing I know, people like to talk. <laughs> it's the Spudcast. That's where you at. Hey, where you at, baby? How y'all making? Thanks for joining me here on the Spudcast podcast while I'm talking up my ass. Uh, today, we're going to talk about the uh, sports scene in New Orleans, specifically why there ain't nobody in the Dome. Ken Trahan from uh, Crescent City Sports is going to talk about me. They're looking to move the rest of the home games uh, into Tiger Stadium. So we'll talk with Ken Trahan, the sports commentator, and then we'll also talk to a major sports fan, uh, Alan Venturella, here on the Spudcast podcast. While I'm talking on my ass, y'all can listen to this. I scream, you scream, we all scream for beads and doubloons and coconuts and marching bands and walking clubs and tableaus and mask balls and mystic crews and everything else that says Mardi Gras. Keep Mardi Gras what it's always been, a family event before Lent. If you want to help keep traditions alive, go to MardiGrasAlliance.com and join the growing group of businesses, citizens, and carnival entities that want to keep Mardi Gras a safe and happy event without it being regulated to death. Go to MardiGrasAlliance.com and laissez le bon temps rouler. Spud here, and you know the first place I go when my family needs to see a doctor is rapid urgent care. I mean, you're in and out of there in 40 minutes, give or take. You spend that much time in an ER just waiting to get triaged. From a broken ankle to a bee sting to a COVID test, rapid urgent care has got you covered with clinics all over southeast Louisiana. You don't need an appointment. Just walk right in with your ID and your insurance card. Or you can sign up for their health care partnership. Rapid Urgent Care also has a telemed center. Just waiting for your call might save you a trip. Go to rapidurgentcare.com to find out more and to find the clinic nearest you. And we're on the Spudcast podcast. I'm talking out my ask with uh, sports guy Kenny Trahan, who has been, geez, you've been a, <clears throat> is, it, is it proper to say a sports maven or is that a woman thing? I'm not sure. <laughs> You can call me whatever you'd like. I oh, it. it's all good, man. I'll, I'll deal with it. Yeah. So anyway, you, yeah, you're an all around sports, dude. I appreciate you taking the time. I know I've interviewed you on the air on radio. Um, this, uh, so this Spudcast podcast, a new thing going on for me, but I'm kind of digging it. You know why? Cause you can say bullshit. <laughs> you can actually, I mean, you can say a lot worse than that, but right. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to keep it halfway clean, but sometimes you just got to say bullshit. So. Crescent City Sports. Now you cover everything, really and truly. You, I mean, mostly football because this is a big football town. But you cover, you cover baseball, and we got the the rugby team that's going to be out there at the Shrine on Airline and things like that. And I know, you know, you're a big time Saints and LSU follower, so this is an interesting story coming out because of COVID and the, basically the city being shut down entirely. The Saints right. are now uh, they are now exploring. And quite eagerly on both sides, from what I understand, playing their home games in Tiger Stadium in Baton Rouge. Yeah, this is not unprecedented. It happened, of course, after Hurricane Katrina in 2005. I was at the three games in Baton Rouge then. It was strange, but they had a place to play. They could play. It wasn't a great situation because they couldn't get the number of people they normally get there. And obviously it was a different surface, everything different, but opportunity to play. Give give me a different surface. I was under the impression that all, well, no, I guess not. An NFL stadium has its turf standards and LSU is, LSU is grass, isn't it? Yeah, LSU is natural grass, correct. That's right. And Uh, are there any other NFL stadiums that are natural grass? Yeah, there are still some, correct. Yes, there are some, but of course the Mercedes-Benz Superdome is 
is the fake version. So a little bit different. But that said, look, they did in 2005. They had to. They played three games in uh, Baton Rouge. They played the others in San Antonio that year, as we yeah. recall, when uh, they, was... there were some, some, some rumors and threats oh, no. about possibly leaving. But that's another story. So they did it. I was at the games. Like I said, fans did attend. It was kind of strange. It wasn't the natural home field advantage. But given the circumstances we have today, clearly it's a it's a good option, if not a better option, than what they're dealing with right now. Well, I think it's an excellent option. And one of mm-hmm. the reasons why is because you got a bunch of Saints fans and LSU fans that are both. And LSU can seat more than 100,000 people now. The Dome is 72,000. So just on, just on once this pandemic nonsense is over with, just on out-and-out ticket sales, they're going to boost a lot more money going to LSU. So, and well, I, sure. And I know, look, bottom line is professional. It's entertainment. I'm an entertainer. You discuss about entertainment. They're entertainers. They're sports persons, which, but it's entertainment, and they're selling tickets to their entertaining event. And the more tickets you sell, the more money you make. So I, absolutely, I, I don't know. I don't know. No, oh, I, I think it's a good option. I think it's obviously one they, they not only are considering, but they are, if they can work out a deal, they're fairly likely to execute because it does give them the opportunity to get twenty five thousand people to their games, and that's huge in the grand scheme of things on two fronts. Number one, a little bit of a home field advantage and excitement. Look, the players feed off of that. Of course, opposing teams are affected dramatically. When the noise level is so high, they can't make blind calls and change plays at the line of scrimmage and everything else. It's significant. Mm -hmm. So right now, there's none of that. And, of course, there's none of the energy that the players feed off of either. Now, 25,000 people aren't going to make the kind of noise you're accustomed to hearing in the dome, but you're going to have noise. But more than that, you'll have an excitement level, an energy level that you don't have presently. And then, of course, the financial part of it, as you referenced, look, uh, they can't have anybody in the dome other than family right now, and seventy seven hundred fifty people. Seven hundred fifty yeah, people in a right. in a something that seats what seventy two, seventy six thousand. Yeah, seventy two thousand. Yeah. So you so as a result, you would have a chance to make up some money uh, on the back end, of course, which well, the Saints are losing dramatically right now. Well, I'm also talking about what's the possibility of permanently moving. You know. Oh, I, I mean, I, I think it's I think it's yeah, slim and none. Look. Yeah, that's not the answer. Is the answer is slim and none, and, and slim just left the building. So LSU would not go for that, and neither would the Saints. Look, LSU was a reluctant partner back in 2005. Now that was a different regime. Now I think it's it's certainly more open to that. But as far as on a permanent basis, no, I don't see that happening at all. Well, you never know. Worse and stranger things have happened. But the mm-hmm. and, but it was a different story back in 2005 because the dome was unplayable. It was abandoned because of the storm. This is a different story. This is the mayor has shut down the dome, period. Mm-hmm. Now, she made a comment, and I'm reading, you know, in the in the news stories, that no football team, no NFL teams that play in a dome have opened up their seats. Is that true? That was the uh, statement that the city made that no mm-hmm. other dome-playing right. teams play with fans in the stands, period. I understand that. I get it. I'm just looking at the other stadiums. Look, Houston is an indoor stadium. NRG Stadium in Houston is an indoor stadium. And I mentioned Ford Field. I'm just going down the list here. I've got all the stadiums that I'm looking at right now. Uh, AT&T, of course, in Arlington. By the way, they have allowed fans. Did you see the Cowboys game? They had a few fans there. Um, yeah, well, so, and that's my... So that's, that's, act, that's, you know, that would certainly uh, change that dynamic of what you just mentioned. Also, State Farm Stadium in Glendale, where the Cardinals play out in Arizona, that's an indoor stadium as well. 
I don't know that fans have been allowed there yet. So there are some other indoor stadiums. There's at least one that has allowed some people in it. Okay. And that was going to be my next question about all this kind of stuff is mm-hmm. talking about home field advantage and people going, well, Baton Rouge isn't home. The Saints are home. But there are a lot of teams that don't. I mean, the Dallas Cowboys. Arlington is, what, a good 35, 40, 50-minute drive away from, from Dallas? I mean, the Saints play in downtown New Orleans. You ain't going to yep. get more home team than downtown. But Dallas, they don't play in Dallas. Uh, the Jets and the Giants play at the Meadowlands, which is in another mm-hmm. state. In that sense, it's not unprecedented for a team to play regularly in something that ain't their hometown because uh, right. whatever. Well, the Cowboys, just to give you some perspective, have allowed over 20,000 fans at their games thus far this year. I gave, I checked it out, and that's exactly what they've done. So they're an indoor facility, AT&T, and they've allowed fans. So the statement that no other indoor facilities allowed fans just doesn't really hold water. Uh, because it has, and, you know, that's the research mm-hmm. that's been done. So, look. Well, wait, uh, wait, 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 before we yeah. go any further. What's mm-hmm. the percent? I mean, how how many people does the does the Cowboy Stadium well, that, hold? That, that is a facility that can hold almost 100,000 with standing room. So, so it's 90,000 plus. 20%. So, so it's basically 25%, 20 to 25%, yes. And, again, that would be acceptable for the Saints if they could do it in New Orleans, then they could have 15,000, 18,000 people there, and that would make a difference financially and also for a home field advantage but more than that for the fans and their experience and their desire to be there and therein lies the rub Uh, if people genuinely want to attend and understand what potential risks exist then the basic question exists why shouldn't they be allowed to do so all right i gotta step away for a second when we come back we'll pick this up here with uh kentry hands from uh, crescent city sports and my guests we're talking about the saints moving temporarily to lsu to finish out their season y'all stick around coming right back at you Just when you thought 2020 had served up the worst it had to offer, here comes hurricane season and the flooding rains of summer, right? Does the sound of thunder strike fear in your home in a good year? Well, I can't help you with pandemics or Saharan sand, but I can tell you how to fix your flooding problem. Call the team at Home Team Elevation. Their precision home raising equipment will lift you above the floods. It's height done right. Guaranteed. Get your flooding problem fixed now with the home team advantage. Experienced, hands-on, local owners. In the worry, stop insurance rate hikes. You want design choices? On the home team, you're the MVP. So don't wait. Elevate with home team elevation because the flood stops here. Get your free quote at 3011222, 3011222, or go to hometeamelevation.com. And we're back with Ken Trahan of Crescent City Sports, which CrescentCitySports.com, you can find out all kinds of cool information at that website if you're a sports aficionado. You cover everything, don't you? We do. I mean, listen, it's a it's a significant website of over 12 years now, and I don't care if it's Saints, LSU, Tulane, Pelicans, uh, large prep. We are a huge high school presence, and that's a preponderance of our audience in all sports at high school. So uh, we champion that cause, and, and we've had a tremendous response to it over the years. So, yep, we do. We hit it all and, and thoroughly enjoy doing it and have a really good team of people to do so. Well, talk, talking about, um, talking about uh, prep, when the mayor put the quietus on high school teams playing, Cynthia Lee Shank stood up and said, hey, we got plenty, plenty fields over here. You know, so, I mean, how many how many teams have taken up uh, outlying parishes to play their game since the mayor put the quietus on it? A ton of them. I mean, uh, the the stadiums in Jefferson Parish, Joe Yenny Stadium in Metairie and Haas Memphis Stadium in 
Harvey are booked up like crazy. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, they're playing games all the time because teams from Orleans Parish have, have booked games at those facilities because of their inability to get people in the stands in New Orleans. What does that do uh, financial-wise for the – I mean, because well, all the people are yeah, – oh, yeah, yeah, high school teams, believe me, they make a chunk of money playing football. So, yeah, the schools – you know, if they tried to play in New Orleans with a restriction of 250 people total, including your band and dance teams and cheerleaders, it would be financial suicide for these schools who largely depend on football to finance their athletic budgets. So – that's why they made the move. When they go play at Joe Yenny Stadium in Metairie or go play at Hoss Memphis Stadium in Harvey uh, with the 25% rule for stadium capacities of 7,000, you can do the math. They can do, you know, they can do 15, 1,800 people and at least get some ticket sales and get some revenue out of the game. And by the way, the stadium rental in Jefferson Parish is significantly cheaper than it is in Orleans Parish. Would some of these teams consider uh, a permanent move since we're sitting there talking about permanent moves of teams? No, I don't think so because of the, the stadium availability. Again, it's an issue with how, how many games can you play at one facility. The Jefferson Parish facilities are two, and you have so many schools that are trying to play. Some got in and some did not because of the availability. So I don't think on a permanent basis it is. I mean, let's hope that's not the case. My Lord, if we're talking about this well, a year from now, you got to be kidding me. So. Well, but you can also I, – I, it's a temporary measure. So, I mean, mm -hmm. can they have football games – Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, not Sunday. Cause no, you, you can't play in the middle of the week. There's no chance with recovery time to be able to do that. They did it once this year during the hurricane week, and a few schools had no choice to do it. But basically, when you're talking about high school kids playing uh, from Friday to Wednesday or Saturday to Wednesday or Saturday to Thursday, it's too difficult physically, and it's also a, a, a significant interruption school. So they only do those type of things in the case of emergency such as a hurricane, impending hurricane, like we saw most recently with Hurricane Delta in Louisiana. Hmm. What a mess. What do you think is going to happen? Especially since you just told me, okay, there are yeah. domed, there are domed uh, arenas where people, where NFL is playing. What do you At think is going to happen? And yep. you think, I mean, if if the if the Saints move to uh, LSU, is that going to nudge the administration in New Orleans to uh, start reconsidering their decisions? Because look, she's furloughing yeah. a big chunk of revenue is just is already out the window and is fixing to go to a whole nother city. So I mean, is 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 it time for a little economic decision making? Yeah, well, of course you got to think uh, ahead and I think ahead in in immediate fashion because. Consider this. You've got the LHSAA with nine state championship games scheduled in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome December 26th through December 28th. Mm -hmm. That typically draw 50 to 60,000 people from all over the state. Think about that. Think about the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl annual event. In a bad year, they draw 20,000. In a good year, 35 to 40,000. Scheduled for the latter part of December. Then think about the Allstate Sugar Bowl, which is a multi-million dollar entity on an annual basis that is one of the biggest draws in the New Orleans region and the state of Louisiana and has been for almost a century. Almost a think century. Think about that. If you're not allowing fans or any significant number of fans to attend, think about how it's going to impact those entities and think about how it's going to impact the economy as a result because you have all these visitors for all three of those entities that we're talking about. We already saw that the Bayou Classic has moved to Shreveport uh, for you know this year, so you're going to continue I, I to see those things happen. I didn't see that. So they've already yeah. just moved it because Shreveport is not as, uh, doesn't have as much clamp down? 
as Shreveport doesn't Norman. have free, but again, the rest of Louisiana. Is that an outdoor state? But it's an outdoor stadium. Yeah, it's an outdoor there, stadium. Independence Stadium is outdoors. So yeah. that's part of it. Uh, they're allowing 25% or more. And who knows, by the time they play the game, maybe it'll be more. Whereas New Orleans is not. Not to be political, but to just be correct and factual. The fact of the matter is that all of the state is under that 25% ruling or edict for allowing fans at games, but New Orleans is not. I know one, just off the just off the time, and believe me, I don't know all the restaurants by any stretch, but I know one restaurant that has left New Orleans and ain't going back. I know mm-hmm. one restaurant that is presently in the process of leaving New Orleans and never going back. And I know mm-hmm. two other restaurants that are exploring leaving New Orleans and where they're going to end up. You know, so, I mean, their business right. is closing all over the place. And, uh, you know, yeah, I'm not going to I didn't call you up to talk about politics. No, but of course I talked to yeah. politics and I talked to people who's going like, hey, who's going to be swooping in and scooping up all these properties? You know, well, that's so, I mean, I think the, the long term effect is yet to be seen. But certainly I think there's going to be long term effect across the board. My my expertise and topic is sports. And I think from a sports perspective, I think all the losses will be temporary. Get back to your original point. I think that these entities will return to New Orleans at such time when things are allowed. The only caveat to that would be if this carries on into 2021 and continues on that path and, and restrictions are still in place, well, now maybe you would rethink that. So I don't think you can allow that to be the case. At some point, there has to be a meeting of the minds in the sense that, okay, if people understand the risk, if people know exactly what they're getting into and they're willing to abide by strict edicts coming to games with masks and temperature checks and everything else, then we will allow people to come at a more advanced level. Ken Trahan from uh, Crescent City Sports talking about the Saints moving to Baton Rouge to Tiger Stadium to play their home games. Anyway, thanks a lot, Ken. Good luck to you. I appreciate the time. Hey, always a pleasure, Spud. Thanks for having me. Sure. All right, we'll uh, be back with more on the Spudcast right after this. Hey, what you got going this weekend? Can't go to the game. You can't even tailgate. So what you going to do? Go fishing. Get yourself a licensed and insured charter guide on lasaltwater.com. Super easy to follow that website. What you going to catch? Where you want to catch it? How you want to catch it? All the big ones are waiting for you. And to top it off, you'll still be able to watch the game on TV at the lodge at the end of the day of fishing. Sounds great. Got an open spot for you, babe. You want in, just sign up on lasaltwater.com. Okay, so we heard from Ken Trahan, a professional sports commentator. Now it's time to hear from the fans, and one of the biggest LSU and Saints fans going out there is Alan Venturell of uh, Southland Plumbing. What's up, Alan? How you been? How you doing, Spud? Good to hear from you, buddy. Well, I know, I know. I wish I was actually, I kind of. It's, I'm, uh, it's being a secret. I know where Alan's at right now, and I know he's got a phone in one hand and a scotch in the other. I'm going, man, I wish I could say that, but I got stuff to do. Uh, let's let's talk about LSU football. I mean, okay, the pandemic is putting a quietus on a lot of stuff. LSU has now a stadium that holds over 100,000 people, and what do they let in there, 25? I mean, 25,000. Yeah, 25, and uh, the thing of it is, what what gets to me is it's out in the open. I mean, it's a big, wide-open stadium. I don't know why they can't put at, that can't be at at least fifty percent. You'd still be far and away from everybody, and you're open up to the sky. I mean, a breeze blows through there, and pada bing, you got no more cootie floating around. So I don't, I don't understand a lot of this. Stuff. I don't either. You know, Spud, the part about that that kills me is 
by not letting people in the stadium, you, you, you're provoking people to have 30, 40, 50, 60 people at their house, mm-hmm. you know, in, in a couple of rooms partying. And is that better than, as you said, being in an open-air stadium with 40,000, 50,000 people? You know, I, I just don't understand I don't, I don't some of the logic. I don't understand some well, they of the got, logic. Now, the logic, though, that the mayor is doing is saying, because uh, the whole rest of the state, I mean, the, the Bayou Classic has now moved up to Shreveport. They're, they're going to be in an open stadium up there. Her argument is, well, you know, that we're closed, the dome is closed in, and there are no other NFL teams who uh, who are playing in a closed dome. They're not letting people in. And that's not true because I talked no, to Ken not. Trahan about that, and there's several teams that have that have domed uh, rooms, and, and they've, got, uh, they've got fans in there. I mean, Atlanta's got a dome, but they ain't got no fans. So there you go. <laughs> they well, not gonna have no. We're talking. Well, we're talking. I think the stadium holds seventy-two thousand. Seventy-two thousand. So, so you're talking what sixteen sixteen thousand people? Uh, uh, I'm trying to do the math. Why really, couldn't be thirty? Yeah. Okay. But still, I mean, I, I just they're gonna spread them out. They're gonna and you know my my problem with this is and I got to be honest. I hate to say it. I opted out of my LSU tickets and my Saints tickets this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 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 I, I couldn't figure out how they're going to tell you who could go to the game. You know, I have four club-level seats for the Saints. So what do they tell us? Uh, one of the four can go? How much fun is that? And my LSU tickets, I'm in a stadium club. Are they going to tell me, you know, you can go, but your wife can't? So I just said, let me opt out. And we'll worry about it next year. But I, I just, the whole thing, obviously, is, is very perplexing. Well, you know what's strange? I, I got five people in my family. I got me, my wife, and my three kids. And so we don't wear a mask around the house. And when we go no. some places, you know, it's like, well, if you, like, for instance, if I had club, if I would go to the Saints and go put, give me, give me my uh, suite. You know, yeah, I can put correct. five people in my suite. We all live together anyway. So that's five people could be in there in a the suite. Why isn't it there? And why is it? Why, why is it that I have to wear a mask when I go into a restaurant and I walk between the table and the bathroom or whatever, I got to put my mask on. But when I sit down at the table, I don't, I mean, does the cootie only hang around at six feet? What about the people who are only four feet tall? Well, you yeah. saw what California did Monday. If I try not to look at California. I know. I know. If you go into a restaurant, you have to wear your mask between bites. Oh, you know why? Because they're control freaks over there. That's the reason I don't live there no more. They're nut job control freaks, flakes, nonsense. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. Well, I mean, if that's the case, why don't they all have a mask like, uh, you know, like some some S and M mask that's got a zipper for the mouth? You know, you can just put that on, or or you know what? Eat with a motorcycle helmet. Everybody's got to wear a motorcycle helmet, and that way, uh, you know, everything stays inside that. Look, I am sensitive to all of this stuff. I really am. I mean, I'm old. I'm 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 in the uh, danger zone. I got diabetes. I I can't afford to catch this cootie, you know. But but you know what? I just uh, every every month I lose of being able to uh, go out with my family and do things and do stuff is a mm-hmm. month I may not get back. So I, you know, I just I don't want to end my life, you know, you yeah. know, going through this. If you know, you work too mean, hard. Yeah. yeah, you work too hard to I mean, you worked hard to enjoy. Your style. Everybody knows your 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 football report on Walton and Johnson, your LSU football <laughs> report, and I know it's killing you that you can't really, you know. Oh, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Yeah, I lose. Uh, we lose the game this week. They moved it till December 12th. Yeah, who is because uh, how many people on that team had the cootie? 
uh, I, I think last count, uh, Florida had 19 and they had oh. five more positive today. And yeah. if you can't field 53 scholarship players, you can't play. So, uh, I mm. guess that's, I guess that's what happened. So, um, but anyway, you know, at least, um, no, give them uh, all some know, castor oil and a shot of penicillin in the ass or telling, something like man, that. Just send them out there and send them out there. Let the best team win. I was hoping LSU played a, a diminished team, but you know, they could use no, them. you ain't, you want them to win fair. You want to, you <laughs> want, know. you want a genuine tiger ass whooping. You don't want a gimme. <laughs> You yes, don't want I no do. gimme. Yeah, I know that. Right, you're right. You're right. We'll but that, December 12th. Well, we were talking about that at another another podcast going, you know, okay, all the Saints players come like Thursday if they're playing a Sunday game, like Friday at the latest, they're all on a bus loaded up and they go right. to a hotel. Right. Well, right. put them in a hotel anyway. Bring their families and put them all up. And it's like, you don't get to go anywhere. You want to play football? Then boom, you're here. You got a girlfriend? No, Rosie Pond. That's it for you. You don't get to go nowhere. You're not bringing anybody in there. You know, lock them all up. Hey, hey, you know what? I um, I uh, I know this moving the game to Baton Rouge thing is is uh, people obviously a topic of conversation. And the way I look at it, and obviously I'm New Orleans, born and bred, love New Orleans. you know, my businesses are here, everything. I love mm-hmm. it. But you know what? LA, um, uh, Baton Rouge could use that windfall. You know, now you're going to have people. I don't know how many visiting team people they would allow, but now you got hotels, restaurants, and bars are open in Baton Rouge. Somebody ought to make that money. And you know what? The Saints could use 25,000 fans. They could have used them Monday, and they could certainly use them against Carolina in two weeks. And, yeah. and I don't know if it's going to happen. Uh, I think it know, will. I, I think too. I think they're going to play, and I think, when that revenue starts coming in and I think Latoya is going to start looking at all that stuff and go, well, we need to start rethinking because look, I know of one restaurant that has already left new Orleans. I know one restaurant that is leaving new Orleans and I know two restaurants that are exploring the possibility of leaving new Orleans. And there's a lot of people, there's a lot of, they're closed. They're not leaving. They're leaving new Orleans because new Orleans left them. They're closed. They're not even opening up someplace else. They're out of business. You know, so you got people bailing on the city anyway, and the city, the city needs to get back and get a great big, you know, uh, romper room mirror and start looking around and see what they got left. Spud, my wife and I went, Mona and I went to uh, the quarter about uh, about a month ago to get something at GW Finns. They Mm -hmm. had made their uh, their little biscuit mix available. Yeah. But anyway, so we went and picked some. So we went and picked some up, and I said, you know what? Let's ride the French Quarter. I, I said, I can't do this again. Everything boarded up. I said, this is the New Orleans French Quarter. Boarded buildings. I said, this is depressing. How can these people survive this? I know people that have rental properties down there, you know, mm-hmm. retail rental properties down there that are just dying. How'd you like to own half a dozen hotels in the French Quarter? Oh, I well, mean, two I, years ago, I'd have loved it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> and then if I'd have had a crystal ball, I'd have sold them all and just go, all right, I'll see you. I'm going to Bimini. I'll see you all later. Oh, man. I'm going but with Yeah. Me. I just think that we need football. We need Saints football. And the Saints need fans. So if the option is go to Baton Rouge and play before 25,000 psycho fans, I mean, I'm all for it. I, mm-hmm. I really am. I just am. Yeah, but you ain't got no tickets. So there you go. Well, true, but I could probably weasel yeah. my way in. <laughs> I, bet you, I bet you could. I bet you could. Alan Venturella, Southland Plumbing, big-time football fan, Saints and LSU. And we're talking about the possibility of Saints moving this season over to uh, Tiger Stadium. I don't know. Alan, thanks for taking the time, man. Hey. I appreciate it. 
I enjoyed it, Spud. Have a I good one. I your show. I love it. All right, oh, man. Thank you. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll catch up with you soon. Yeah, let's. Bye-bye. Spot here. Did you know 70% of the 240 top-selling CBD products online not only have lead, they got arsenic, they got pesticides, they got toxic mold. Quit fooling around and get the only CBD product guaranteed to be 100% organic by the USDA. SunMed CBD products from your CBD store. They're on Magazine Uptown, on Vents in Metry, and on Manhattan in Harvey. They have in-store specials, or you can order online at yourcbdstorenola.com. Use the promo code WELCOME. Get 10% off your entire order. All right, thanks for joining me on the Spudcast Podcast. I had a good time. Thanks, Ken Trahan. Thanks, Alan Venturella, talking about the Saints uh, pulling play in Tiger Stadium. I don't have time for a dumbass of the day because I had two guests. But I'll have another one tomorrow. Tomorrow's Spudcast guest is Aaron Meshler, who's the president of the New Orleans Firefighters Union, and we're going to talk about the mayor furloughing all the uh, furloughing everybody in the city. But the bottom line is cops, EMT, and fire department, those are first responders. Those are safety people. Why do they need to be furloughed? So we'll talk to him about that. In the meantime, thanks for joining me. You can find me on Spotify. You can find me on uh, Red Circle. I love Red Circle. You can find me on iHeart, Pandora, Google Music Play. You can find me on Public Radio. You can find me on my Facebook pages, Spuds Friends and Fans, John McConnell, and The Big Teasy. Those three Facebook pages, I link to that. And uh, I'm also on Twitter at SpudGotDat. SpudGotDat. If you want to send me a message, you got an idea for a show, thespudcastpodcast at gmail.com. Thespudcastpodcast at gmail.com. Anyway, y'all be safe. I'll see you on next go round, but I'm a gone pecone.